0: Welcome to the Bring Your Product Idea to Life podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're getting started selling products or if you'd like to create your own product to sell. I'm Vicki Weinberg, a product creation coach and Amazon expert. Every week, I share friendly, practical advice as well as inspirational stories from small businesses. Let's get started. Today I'm speaking with Charlie Day. Charlie Day is a multi-award winning entrepreneur who has built three multi-six figure businesses from the ground up. Charlie is passionate about helping business owners create more sales in their business and proclaims that sales is easy if you just know how. She runs a free Facebook community for business owners, Entrepreneurs Growth Club. I had a really fascinating and useful conversation with Charlie today. Um, I thought I was actually in a pretty good place when it came for sales. I thought I knew it was required, but actually she did really challenge me on some of my thinking. And I hope she does the same for you too. Um Obviously, if you have a products business, the most important thing is that you're, you know, selling those products. And I really, really hope this conversation with Charlie will inspire you, inspire you to take some action and help you see a difference in the sales in your business. So I'd love now to introduce you to Charlie. So hi, Charlie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Me too. Can we start with you? Please give an introduction to yourself, your business, what you do and who you help.
1: Sure. I am Charlie Day and my business is called Charlie Day Sales. And basically, in a nutshell, I help small business owners create more sales in their business, but doing sales the right way. So I'm all about selling with integrity and not being pushy or sleazy or cold messages or any of those horrible things that have got sales a really bad name. I myself have always been a business owner. It's a running joke in my family that I've never had a real job. But I set up my first business when I was 21 and I have built three multi six-figure businesses from the ground up. Charlie Day Sales been my fourth business and I have learned so much along the way. And the truth is that I wasn't always good at selling. I really, really struggled with it. But really early on, I recognized that selling was the lifeblood of any business and it's what moves the ship forward. So it's super important that we all focus. Well, I say that all business owners should focus 80% of their efforts on the sales in their business.
0: Amazing. Thank you. I'm so excited for this conversation. As I said to you earlier, I can't believe I've been running the podcast for almost three years and we haven't exclusively talked about sales. Definitely missing a trick. And I think this is probably one of the reasons I haven't had many conversations about sales is that selling can be really hard. It can feel a bit yucky. Not everyone feels comfortable with selling. You've probably heard all of this before. Why do you think that is, Charlie? Because my listeners have amazing products, but I know that a lot of them feel a bit funny about selling them sales has got a really bad rap. I really do.
1: You know, when I think about like the stereotypical salesperson, I think about Mr. Wormwood from Matilda, yes. you know, wheeling and dealing and doing dodgy stuff. And I think that is the perception that people have on sales. And actually, if you break it down, it's exactly the opposite of what you should be doing in sales. Selling is about listening more than talking. Selling's about uncovering people's biggest problems and delivering. delivering. Delivering them a service or product that feeds into those problems and solves something for them, you know, makes their life better, transforms something, has a tiny shift for them whatever it might be, that's what you're doing for your customers. And if we have that mindset shift of actually, I'm not wheeling and dealing and doing any dodgy stuff, what I'm actually doing is something amazing. I've got a product or service that I know is phenomenal and will help this type of person. And this type of person has got a problem that they need a solution for. And you marry the two together in perfect harmony, it makes for the best sales situation. And that sale situation, you're not going to feel icky or dodgy or anything like that. You know, and I urge everyone to think about like, in fact, I'll throw this out there for you, Vicky. Where do you love spending your money? Where do you love buying things from where you feel great about it?
0: Honestly, small businesses. Yeah. And why is that? It's nice to think for me, I just like the fact that I know how much goes into setting up and running a small business. And I just love to choose to support that over a massive brand who in my mind has already got tons of money and doesn't really care about me either and they care
1: about you. Exactly. And so there's not any part of you when you're buying from these small businesses that you love that think, oh, pushy, sleazy, horrible, nah. You don't think that you think, oh my gosh, yes, I know that they're grateful for that sale. I know how much hard work has gone into this. I know that they really care about the product and service and about me. And so I think we all need to just do this mindset shift. I know that I can help you transform the sales in your business. And that is going to be life changing for you. You know, some of my clients clients have gone from having a business that has no sales strategy whatsoever to scaling to six figures. Like it's life-changing stuff. If I didn't sit here and shout about it and put myself out there and go on podcasts and all of these things, and I hid this light under a bush line, I didn't tell people what I could do for them. I would be doing them a disservice. So it's just like a small mindset shift to think, actually, no, I'm not doing something dodgy. I'm doing something that's going
0: to help people. That's so true. And I was also thinking when you're asking about small businesses, like there are businesses who, when their emails drop into my inbox of these are our new products or this is what we're promoting this month, I'm genuinely excited to get that email. And I don't think they're being sleazy. And when I think someone's being sleazy and selling is when I get a DM from someone I've never heard of asking me to buy, you know, that to me is sleazy. But actually, if it's someone that I already am aware of and I like them, yeah, it doesn't even feel like I'm being salty, to be really honest. Oh,
1: no, exactly. And that- That's the time when we buy is when we don't feel like we've been sold to. You know, tell me about something that you've bought recently.
0: Oh, I bought a small rucksack actually
1: at the weekend. Nicely so if that person who you bought the small rucksack from followed up with you and said hey Vicky how are you finding the rucksack is it you know working out for you do you love it and you're like yes oh my gosh I love it it's got all the pockets the zips work great, and I'm just really pleased with it and then they said oh we actually do you know a suitcase as well I don't know if you're going on holiday this year but it might be something to think of you're not going to turn around and be like bit pushy You might say, oh, I'm not actually going on holiday or it might be something that I look at further down the line when I'm going on holiday or no, thank you. I don't need a suitcase. But you're not going to have a bad experience of that connection because they have actually made the connection with you. And that's what we all crave as humans. You know, we love that connection. So I talk about follow-up a lot. People really shy away from follow-up. But actually, I think follow-up is kind and caring and shows that you've had the thought about that person.
0: You're right, actually. And that's something that I feel like I need to do more of in my own business is a bit more follow-up because I always feel like, oh, that person spent some money with me. You know, I don't want to be pushing and ask more. But actually, I do know that, I can't remember what the statistics are, but I did read somewhere that they're much, I think someone who's already spent money with you is much more likely to spend money with you again. And yeah. also probably because they're your ideal customer. And I'm sure this is something you'll touch on, but if, what I'm hearing a lot from what you're saying is that if you know who your customer is and you know how your product helps them, That obviously helps massively because I guess if you were approaching someone completely irrelevant who wouldn't be interested in your product, that is a little bit spammy. But if you know who you're talking to and you know that your product helps solve the problem that they've got, that's quite the opposite, isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I do think you should start with warm leads. Like if we look around us, there's people sending us buying signals all of the time. So people who are consuming our social media, reading our emails, talking to us, buying our products, they are hot leads. And I think we should always have a hot leads list of people that we could go and sell to today, you need to make a sale today, go and tap into that hot leads list. And then you've got warm leads who maybe they know about you, but they haven't bought from you yet, or they're not showing up in your audience in the way that you want them to. And they're a great circle of people to tap into as well. And then you've got all these people over here who don't even know about you yet. Now, I do not think that cold messaging is okay, unless you have got something amazing to offer them. And by something amazing to offer them, I don't mean a product or service. I don't mean anything to sell. I mean something else. So for example, we do this thing on our Instagram on a Wednesday called Working Wednesday, where we share all small business owners and it's a game, everyone gets a number and then there's a winner at the end of the day. And so I do sometimes call message business owners and say, hey, Vicky, I've just been looking at your stuff. It looks amazing. I see that you're a small business owner too. I don't know if you've seen, but I do this game show on a Wednesday called Working Wednesday and I'd absolutely love for you to get involved. I'm going to share your account and your business so that the whole of my audience sees it and you you can take part in my game show. And usually what happens, don't get me wrong, sometimes I get ghosted. But often what happens is people message me back being like, wow, Charlie, thanks so much. That'd be amazing. Like, yeah, I'll I'll look out for that on Wednesday. And then the relationship starts and then they're in my audience. So, you know, before you do anything, before you put your post out, your email, whatever, I would just stop and think, what is in it for them?
0: Thank you. There's so much I want to cover with you, Charlie. Something you mentioned really early on is you mentioned selling with integrity. Can you talk a little bit about what that means to you and why it's so important?
1: Yeah, I think for me, selling with integrity means that you're uncovering your customers' biggest problems and then making sure that what you have got to offer is right for them. So sometimes it looks like turning people down and saying, actually, I don't think you're ready for this. I think you need to do this part of your business first. Or, you know, I don't think this is the right service for you. I think you should look at this service or even referring people on. So I know at the end of the day that what that person is buying from me, they're going to 100% receive the value from it because I know they're the right type of person. And I would never sell something
0: to somebody that didn't feel right. That's brilliant. Thank you. And something else I wanted to touch on, which is related is, you mentioned this earlier about growing your business on your own terms. What does that mean to you? Because I think it can be so easy, can't it, to get caught up into so-and-so's doing this and they're doing that.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Comparison is such a big thing, and I deal with it all of the time. So I think, you know, going back to the reason why are you doing this? Why do you want to do this? Because the reason that I'm running my business and the reason that you're running your business are two different things. We've got two different goals. I mean, I don't know what your goals are, and you don't know what my goals are. And so it's really irrelevant what you're doing or what I'm doing. All that matters to me is that I am inching forward all of the time to what I want. And, you know, if I want to work three hours a day and have Fridays off, but you you want financial freedom in two years, so you're happy to work, you know, 6am till 9pm every single day, then it may look like you're moving faster than me. But actually, I've got the dream life that I've desired. So why are we comparing ourselves to anybody? And I actually think, you know, when you get to this place where you know that your product or service is so amazing, and you know that you provide people with 100% value for what they get, you get to a point where whenever I say this, I never want it to sound arrogant. Obviously, i never Never want to sound arrogant and I realize that what I'm about to say might sound a bit arrogant. But if I'm on a discovery call with someone or I'm having a conversation with someone, they decide not to work with me. I just think that's a shame for them. Because I know that I could get huge, huge results for them. And so rather than beating myself up and thinking, oh, my God, am I not good enough? Is my product not good enough? Is it me? Would anybody buy from me? Why? Oh, my God. And getting yourself into this spiral, I think, oh, my gosh, that's a shame for them. And they'll probably be back in six months when they realize that they made a mistake. There's plenty of more people out there, but there's no one like me out there. So they won't be able to find
0: somebody who offers the same thing that I do. That makes sense. Thank you. And I think having that confidence, and it, it is, I think it is about confidence in yourself and your product or your service is really important.
1: I think if you're going to be selling something, you've got to stand behind that product or service with unwavering faith. And you've got to know that this is amazing and it's going to give people enjoyment or whatever it is. I've seen people try and sell stuff that they don't fully believe in. And it's so much harder.
0: And what I think also when someone really is confident in their product or service, it really comes across. I interviewed someone for the podcast, last week and I'm not going to say who it is but maybe when um, everyone listens they can try and guess and they were so confident about their products and the way they spoke about it as soon as we got off the call I was on their website like oh I think I actually <laughs> need one of these because honestly and it wasn't a sales thing as you know but by the end yeah. of it, I was like this must be really good because you know the way they spoke about it I think I probably need this <laughs> and it was just I really love that. and I think it was because they were so confident and they were really they weren't on here to sell because this isn't about selling or of course, there is an aspect of I want people who come on here to get, you know, Mm. showcase their amazing business. But I just found that really funny when I was reflecting on it. And I think it was the confidence that really sold it to me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, if you believe like this is the best thing ever, and like these are the results that my clients have had, and this is why you should buy it, you're like, wow, okay. That happens to me all the time. Like on one to ones, when I'm giving the one to one, I'm like, I think I'm going to buy this. This is awesome. I'm so easy to
0: be sold to as well. Well, me too. (laughs) Very susceptible. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk a little bit about strategy. So, first of all, Charlie, what is a sales strategy? Do we need one? Why do we need one?
1: We a hundred percent all need one. You know, what is a sales strategy? And I hate this analogy because everyone gives it it's like turning on the car and not putting the satin of in. But essentially that's what it is. You know, it's your roadmap to success. But I think people overcomplicate the sales strategy. You know, my sales strategy is inquiries come in, I build and nurture those relationships, usually in the DMs, because I don't have a ton of time to get on calls with people, and then I sell to them. And then, and this is the most important part of my sales strategy, is that those people who I sell to, I am I'm obsessed with them becoming raving fans who buy from me time and time again. I don't want any people who come through who don't become raving fans who either buy from me again or rave about me. That makes sense. Because if everybody who becomes a customer then brings another customer in, you're just growing and scaling anyway. So why would we not focus on that? But I think, yeah, having a sales strategy is absolutely key. How does the customer go from A to B? That's your sales strategy. It's as simple as that.
0: Okay, so it's about from how they become aware from you to when they choose to buy from you. Yeah. And it's reverse engineering
1: that. So you are in control of that. So my last business that I did was called Phonics with Robot Reg. It's an international franchise. We've got 54 franchises across the world. And when I first started selling franchises, I was like a fish out of water. I didn't know what I was doing. And so it would get to the end of the franchise call and people would be like, okay, so what's the next step? And I'm like, well, it's up to you. You could either come and see a class or we could do another call. And my sister, who was also my business partner, can come on it. Or, you know, you could just buy now if you want. And I had no sales strategy. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like winging it and hoping for the best. And what I did over time was like, okay, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to send an email out with all the info. Then I'm going to ask a few questions to understand more about them. And then I'm going to send a second email, which is more detailed. That's going to drive them towards a call. I'm going to do first call, second call, and then we're going into payment. And so that is what happened. And it was just rinse and repeat. Email, email, call, call, sale. Email, email, call, call, sale. Sales is very boring. It's just, repeating the same process over and over again to get the results that you want. And actually, then along the way, obviously, some people drop off. So it's like, well, why did they drop off there? What is it that's making them drop off? And like, you can tighten up all of those conversion rates and make them better. Once you're in control of it, like, do you know exactly what that process is for your customers? And do you know how you can amplify the numbers to make that better? So I knew, for example, Phonics is just such an easy example, because it was just one product that I was selling. It took 100 inquiries would equal four discovery calls would equal one sale, which sounds like low numbers, but it was super high ticket what we were selling. So it was like, okay, well, I need to get 400 inquiries per month. How do I do that? And then I had all of these strategies as to how I would get 400 inquiries. And if we got to the middle of the month and I was behind target, I'm just going to turn up the heat on all of the things because I've got sales targets to meet and I've got a whole team and HQ who I'm feeding into and I have to make these. Sort of a bit more comfortable now just... (laughs) by myself kicking back in my home office. But yeah, it was super amazing time for me to learn a strategy that works and then
0: rinse and repeat it over and over again. That makes sense. So I guess if you have a sales strategy, then you can, as you say, if you need to bring more sales in, you can tweak that strategy or go hard on one part of it, Absolutely. wherever you need to. That really makes sense. So, and I'm maybe putting you on the spot a bit here, but for a product business, that's just really just a generic, what could a sales strategy look like? Just so people have a real idea. And as I say, this won't work for everyone because it depends so much on the product, on the business, but what could a sales strategy for a product business look like?
1: Yeah, so let's imagine you were selling a subscription box, for example. I would be looking at, you know, how many website clicks do you need to get? You know, is it ten website clicks equals one purchase? Where did those website clicks come from? Who's abandoning cart, and how are we following up with those? And what's the conversion rate on that? And then I would just literally reverse engineer that. If it's all through your website, super easy. Okay, I want 100 sales this month. How many people need to go on my website to get those 100 sales? Okay, well, how did I get those people on my? website last time. Well, I put stuff out on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, word of mouth, Google ads, whatever it was, have all the things, what's working best, turn them up and turn them down according to how many inquiries you need to get in the top.
0: Thank you. That's really helpful. And it sounds like a lot of this is just knowing your numbers and knowing just being super on top of where people are coming from, how many people are coming from. And I mentioned to you, I think it's before we started recording, that this was something until recently I never looked like. It was just like, oh, how much money have I made this month? That's great. How much I made this month? Great. But actually, what do they say? There's a saying, isn't there? Like if you monitor it matters or something like that. But I think it's true that if you become aware and you start looking at this, it makes it clearer to know where you should be spending your time and effort.
1: Yeah. And I'd love to invite the listeners to sort of question that to themselves right now. How often do you look at the numbers? Because I'm in my numbers every single day. And the thing is, you are in charge of the sales in your business. That is great news. You are in charge. You get to decide how many sales you make this year. So I start with that figure. How much money do you want to make this year? And then break it down. How much is that in months? How much is that in weeks? How much would that be per day? And then write a plan based on that per day. You know, I run a bath bomb shop, this is how much money I want to make for the year for the month for the week for the day, right? I need to sell 50 bath bombs a day. Is that possible? Is that doable? How do I do that? And if I only sold 10 a week last year, the day last year, then you know, I'm going to have to do things differently. I'm going to have to find new ways to get people in but it's not impossible. It's the title of my book sales is easy if you just know how it's Easy. Nothing that I teach is hard, but it's just about doing it. And I talk a lot about sales targets. So once you've got that number that you want to make for the year and then the month and then the week and then the day, that becomes sales targets for me. You know, I'm on top of that on a daily basis. How many inquiries have you had today? How many sales have you made today? Is that in line with where you want to be for the year? You don't want to get to the end of the first month and then go, oh my gosh, I've only got half the amount that I wanted. It's too late. You know, we need to be on top of it on a daily basis.
0: It's really interesting what you say about the things you need to do being easy. I think a lot of it maybe then, and the reason why people don't do it, is the mindset
1: maybe the mindset, maybe the fact that, you know, a lot of business comes down to hard work and consistency. And sometimes when I'm working with clients, or, you know, I look at businesses, and I think you just don't have that level of hard work, the desire for your business to grow that much, that you're going to put this amount of effort in. I talk a lot, like I want everybody who works with me to be in the top 10% of salespeople. And I think there's a couple of things that you can do to differentiate yourself and to become in the top 10% of salespeople salespeople. And if you do these things, it will mean that you're in the top 2% of salespeople in your industry. And what will happen if you're in the top 2% of salespeople in your industry is that you'll be leading your industry. And when you get to that point, there really is no competition because you are the competition. And so when I think about that, it blows my mind. I can't get my head around why people aren't spending 80% of the time in their business on their sales, because I think it's a massive game changer. So the three things that if you're just starting out and you're like. Yes, Charlie, I want to be in the top 10% of salespeople. The three things that I would recommend. Firstly, follow up with every single prospect or inquiry that comes anywhere near you. Follow up and keep following up with them. That's so important. Make sure your messaging feeds into what your customer wants and needs. So many people, even when they're pitching, it's like, Hi, I'm Charlie Day and I did it. No one cares. No one cares. I can help you make more sales in your business. I can literally transform the sales in your business and it will be easy. People are like, well, tell me more about that. And the third thing is this idea of customer service, just weaving through everything you do in your business. So from that first point of inquiry, the customer service that they receive from like all the way through until they're raving fans and they keep shouting about you is the same. It's consistent and you treat your customers with value and respect and you really think about what is best for them. If you do those three things, you're going to separate yourself from the crowd and you're going to become one of the top salespeople. There's other things that you can do as well, but start with those three and then message me and I'll tell you more. <laughs>
0: that's so interesting thank you charlie what you said about customer service that actually that's such a good point because it can be really easy to get the sale and then move on to the next person but actually the businesses that i choose to buy from again and remember often the ones where the follow up's really good or if you have an issue you know the customer service is amazing and you feel like they care about you whereas yeah i brought something from a customer business recently and i had an issue like the day it arrived and email took a week to reply and then actually they've still haven't sorted out my issue and it's been like a month now and it's just I'm never going back so sure they I did buy from them but I'm never buying from them again exactly and that's just no good is it it's not what we want but I think that's something really useful to think about as well, because I think it's gonna be so easy, can't it, to focus on like the first bit and the like getting yeah. someone to buy from you. Yeah, so um, many people do, and then once they've bought, they just drop them from a height, and you are like, oh, cheers. But it makes perfect sense. I am thinking this all. I am like, you tell I am processing as you are talking. It makes perfect sense that someone who buys from you is likely to buy from you again, but only if you know they get great service. Yeah, and if
1: you think about your sales funnel, so I'm holding my hands up to the camera now to create a funnel with my arms. But this top bit here, that's your leads coming in. And to get leads into the top of our sales funnel costs us one of two things, either time or money. And so if there are people who are already in the funnel, we are stupid to let them go and not follow up with them and not you know, keep that relationship going because actually we'll have to go outside and spend more time and money getting people in the top. Like so many people say to me, Charlie I need more leads I'm like well you've got a thousand followers or 500 people on your Facebook page or whatever like what about them oh yeah none of them want to buy well surely some of them must because they wouldn't have followed you if they don't I imagine that your messaging isn't strong enough you're not positioning yourself
0: as to why they need to buy this thing you're not making yourself an importance that makes sense thank you Keeping an eye on time, but one thing I would love to talk a little bit is about money and specifically how to bring more money into your business. What are your thoughts on that, Charlie? Well, make more sales, make sure you're charging your worth
1: a lot of female entrepreneurs I work with just aren't charging their worth. And, uh, you know, you break it down, you think, God, you may as well get a job in Tesco, you know, it's not worth it. And people are scared of putting their prices up. But I actually think, you know, people don't want to buy from the cheapest person, they want to buy good. they want to buy, you know, something that's, yeah, going to give them the value, but is amazing, you know, and I think about my own buying journey and the way that I buy and how I like to buy. And, and I certainly don't just want to buy the cheapest things. I want to make sure that I'm getting value for my money, but I want to make sure that I'm buying really great things as well. So yeah, if you want to make more money, put your offer out there more, talk about what you're selling more and look at your prices and make sure you're charging your worth.
0: Thank you. And on that, is there anything you think? So, let's say someone's listening and they're thinking, "Oh gosh, I need to be making more sales. I'm going to go ahead and do all of this." Is there anything? Because some of this might sound be really obvious, but sometimes it's it's not obvious until you know. Is there anything that you really have to do or have in place before you can start just going out there and really pushing your sales? So, for example, I'm thinking the products business. One example would be for me is that obviously you need to be able to ensure that if you suddenly get loads of orders, you actually have the stock and can fulfil them and and that kind of thing. But is there anything else that you think before? Before you go out there to try and make lots of sales, think about this.
1: I mean, no, no, absolutely not. You know, let's take that example that you've just given and let's imagine that you go and put something, you know, new out there. And maybe you're not even, you don't even have this product yet. You haven't even made it. You haven't even sourced it, whatever. You've just got an idea. I do this all the time, all of the time. Tell you my secrets now, Vicky. You're going to see me do this and you'll be like, I know what she's doing. But you're like, hey guys, I'm going to create a bath bomb with crystals inside because it'd be like really relaxing. But then you've got something to keep forever. You put them under your pillow and all your dreams are come true. That was quite a good idea, actually. And you're like, I've had this idea. I'm going to put it out there and see what people think. People are like, yes, 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 yes. Like you never had so many responses in your whole entire life. And you're like, oh my gosh, okay, brilliant sales page up. Let's get it out there. Let's imagine you've got a thousand orders. And at this point, you've obviously figured out how to make the bath bombs and you've sourced the crystals and you get a thousand orders and you think, oh my gosh, I'm going to work for the like the next three months solid. And I still won't have all these done. I think as small business owners, honesty is the best policy. You could just turn around and say, look, this has been way more successful than I ever imagined. And I've realized now that I need to get a team in, I need to get a warehouse, I'm going to deliver all of these bath bombs, but it's going to take me three months. So there's two options, I can either give you your money back, or you can wait three months for this bath bomb, and it's going to be awesome. And I just want to thank everybody for buying from me and watching my journey, because I really feel like, you know, the next year is going to be phenomenal for me because of how well these bath bombs with crystals inside have gone. I don't think there's anything wrong with that like people will be thrilled for you. People love a success story. I do it all the time. Like I'm doing a retreat in Spain, and I'm going to Spain next week to sort it all out. And I've created a like wait list Because when I'm out there, people are going to be like, Oh my gosh, I'm interested in that. And I want to capture them when they're interested. I mean, there's nothing booked. I don't know what I'm doing or the dates. I don't know any of those things. But I'm absolutely going to be putting it
0: out there and getting people's interest. That's really useful. Thank you. And you know, what? as you were saying this, I was thinking that's, I think I do still think part of this is a mindset thing because in my mind, I was thinking, oh, you've got to have all your, you know, what they call ducks in a row. I'm not very good at remembering sayings, whatever it is, <laughs> Everything sort of ready before you can start selling something. But what you've just said is, is so interesting and you're right. And then also I'm thinking if I was in that position where I got the email saying, oh, your thing's going to take months to, I probably would actually think, gosh, I'm really lucky I got one because it sounds like I'm going to be one of a thousand people to get them because they might not right. make any more or whatever. So I, I can totally that. see that I really, yeah So that's a really useful way of looking at it, I think Can I also
1: just like, say I am fairly sure that nobody has their ducks in a row I don't think ducks in a row is a thing like I've got 100 ducks and they're like flying around like, you know, there might even be like a menagerie of birds at this point, like no ducks of Charlie days are in a row. And the other thing I think is start before you're ready. Start before you're ready. If you're waiting and waiting and waiting, you will never start. I think you're right. There is a mindset thing. But I also think that some people just aren't willing to put the hard work in. You've got to get the two right
0: that makes sense. Thank you. So one final question for you, Charlie, because I could talk to you all morning, but I have things to do. What is your number one piece of advice for anyone listening who thinks, yeah, I'm in, I want to sell more. What's your top thing? It's probably something you said already. I'm aware of that. Yeah, I'm going to say, make sure you're focusing 80% of
1: your time on the sales in your business. If you want to grow and scale a business, that's what you need to do
0: thank you and thank you so much for everything that you've shared today it's been enlightening I mean yeah even just I am sitting here thinking you know I've got a lot to mull over so I think everyone else will as well so thank you so much
1: thank you so much for having me I've really enjoyed it